bang, bang. Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. How, 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 how. Hey, hey. Welcome back to Keep Buzzing with Greg and Vince. I'm Greg. I'm Vince. We're back. Yeah. It was, you know, we took one week off. Yeah, one. Then... <laughs> we took a week off and. We're still on that week. It's a long week. It's a long week. It's a it's a it's a week in teacher years. Yes, we uh, Greg and I were going through some issues, um, and we we got through it. Yes, our our church directory photos brought us back together. <laughs> <laughs> so. No, yeah, we just work's been crazy. It's been trying to well, get and, stuff uh, situated. We had to, ha- we had to. Man, it broke the bank for the podcast budget, but we had to send Vince and producer Aaron and uh, intern Josh overseas yeah. to to uh, report from from London. The audio or the live report audio, it was lost in the fire. No, yeah, I had I had interviews with. Ron Rivera, he actually says he listens every week. Oh, um, I awful. had, yeah, I had an interview with F. A. Obata. Um, Boring. Yeah, no, I, I, I said, who are you again? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it, it actually wasn't uh, F. A. Obata. It was just, it was just the, just a random, large black man in London that yeah. had an English accent. Yeah, and you're like, are you F. A. Obata? And it was O. C. U. Menorah. <laughs> uh, I will say the London game was, so yeah, more F.A. Obata jerseys for sale than you'll see at a Panther game for sure. Um, Also, they mentioned him zero times during the entire broadcast. He however, like half a sack or a sack, didn't he? I thought he did. uh, He almost did. He almost did. And on top of it, this this is the one player they did talk about their connection to London. The kicker for the Bucks, whose wife is from England. Oh. They talked about him being excited to go play in front of her family. But nothing about F.O. Obata and his pretty remarkable rise to the NFL from a difficult childhood and very unorthodox country to, to come and play American football from. Yeah, I had, I had multiple people that said that... Um... Like, were texting me, and they said, just be glad you can't hear these announcers right now. They're terrible. Just terrible. Well, I, I'll, I'll say it from this. They were good from the from the perspective of commentating on the game. They were much more entertaining. It was entertaining. just filling in the other stuff. It was and... just when they were trying to fill in stuff, and they were talking about player stuff, it's like the one storyline I thought for sure they were going to hype up was London, London raised, like, kind of the rags to riches type story that it you know sandra bullock movies are made of and not even a oh hey <laughs> he sounds like he's from london yeah is that how you're from london <laughs> are uh, you paul rudd by the way dead on fantastic uh paul rudd the uh hot wing hot video. ones is oh so good God. if you haven't seen it you so need good. to shout out to hot ones uh proud proud partner yeah. of this podcast yeah. we we actually get a check from them do we for their videos well i, I haven't so. seen it have i not shared it with you oh no this this is how the fighting happens <laughs> uh anyways no that was that was such a good that 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 gif of him saying 
Who would have thought? Look at look, look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> Not me. That's my favorite. Someone was like Gardner Minshew and Kyle Allen. Right. <laughs> That's Start, so starting. Dead. That's so dead on. Who, who would have thought? Not me. So that's a good segue um the news came out today about cam's foot isn't any better and he's seeing a specialist in green bay i think he's gonna be shut down for the year at this point um i think i i i firmly believe he will not be shut down i don't even think he'll go on short-term ir ir do you know why why because why would they do that they've never handled his injuries well before or anybody's injuries well what they do is they just keep on saying oh we'll see how it goes he's rehabbing They'll just use up a roster spot. Yeah. I, I I mean, God, with the remaining schedule and now Cam very likely out for the year with his foot not healing, um, I'm not feeling great. Cause, I mean, that second half schedule, like, I remember before the season, you're kind of looking at the schedule like, oh, it's not that bad. But the second half is brutal. Well, I, I mean, well, when, when, when we saw the second half schedule, we both agreed that the first half was going to yeah. be easier than the second. Yeah. But we thought that if we were a good team, which we all believe we would, with Cam, we were like, we can, we can manage, like, we can yeah. get through it. And My, my vision was 6-2 and two and then 4-4. Four and four Yeah, and, and it's just like, yeah. we finished 10-6 and six and maybe yeah. shoot for the division, but the way that it's working out, it's like, oh. Yeah, I mean, you got a game at Green Bay who has one loss, two games with the Saints, one loss, Seattle, two losses. The we're gonna we're gonna split with Atlanta because God forbid we actually impose our and, will against a crap. And to team. be fair, when the roles are reversed, it's the same way. Like when Atlanta's really good, yeah, we split it, with it's, it's division just, games are always it's just a nightmare. Yeah, um, unless you're New England. <laughs> oh yeah, and then it just doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter who you play. You play even better if you're New England. Um, yeah, I think the big thing. Well, I, I, honestly, Cam probably will be shut down if it if it turn. Now I'll say this: he will be shut down if it is just a bad prognosis from yeah. from uh, Doctor Anderson. But if Doctor Anderson is just like, oh, you know, you're a month away, give it another month. I guarantee you, as long as there's some type of playoff hopes, Ron is going to keep him on the active roster because R- Ron is. To his detriment, way too optimistic. He he needs to be more realistic. And I think you see it all the time in football games as well with his game planning. For instance, you saw it against San Francisco. I think he was way too optimistic about our defense against that misdirection of San Francisco. And he wasn't realistic about the fact that, hey, you know, that misdirection is going to cause a lot of problems because there's three different running backs that they use. Then on top of that, they have a defense that is gonna allow the offense to play loose, so they can they're gonna be able to run whatever offense they want to run because the defense <clears> is gonna be strong. And then on the offensive side of the ball, they just tried to do the same thing they've been doing every week and act like oh the San Francisco is just another team. They didn't treat it like it was one of the top two defenses in the NFL this year. And I mean the, that was pretty pretty evident in the fact that. Oh, we're gonna to try to make Kyle Allen beat him. Well, guess what? He threw three interceptions, two of which were right to the other team. Yeah, and, and I mean, aside from, I mean, it's shocker that I'm saying this. Aside from Christian McCaffrey, it wasn't like there was any sort of. I don't, and I it, it blows my mind that Christian even got 114 yards. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it was because of those two big runs. Yeah. He got 79 yards on two runs. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's not a doubt in anybody's mind who the first half MVP of the Panthers is this year. 
I mean, I, I don't think you can oh, yeah. debate it at all. It's Cam. Yeah, <laughs> right? For not playing. Yeah. yeah. I think it's pretty obvious why we lost San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm laughing about. I just, I I just can't I say do. it. I do. So, um, so but anyways, anyways, so that that's that that's definitely been frustrating. Um, I think with Kyle, I, I, I don't think we're going to all of a sudden tank and go like, what, what four and three now and go like five and eleven down right. the way. I, I I think we're probably going to be closer to eight and eight, nine and seven, and miss the playoffs because I mean you you've said it uh, repeatedly. It's just you're going to need to be probably eleven and five to make the playoffs this year in the NFC. Yeah, and I just don't trust Kyle Allen against good teams. I think the Panthers are, and this is a term several years ago. I used to listen to Bill Simmons. Mm-hmm. And he would always break it down in like tiers, and one of his tiers was like who's like the good bad team, and that they're bad but they beat all the other bad teams. Yeah, and that feels like the Panthers this year. Yeah, of like they're a good bad team. Yeah. they'll they'll beat all the bad teams they play because yeah. like they lost to Tampa, yes, but then they got them back. And but what like, kills me though is they away against a decent Houston team, they beat Houston. Yeah, sixteen ten. But yeah. that was the defense played. Unreal, unreal, yeah. and it, it, I, I just now one thing the defense did against San Francisco too is they're getting sacks and whatnot. Yeah, they're getting sacks. But they got torn. They got shredded on the runs. I mean, it was, it was as if the defense may not have even been out there. Oh, I mean, and it, I, I it was, will, it was the Pittsburgh game. I will say out. this too, though, and it's becoming increasingly frustrating with each year. The hook hold on Luke Keekley is. Almost every play, it seems like, if he rushes the passer or he goes in for a tackle, Mm -hmm. you'll see where he'll get by the lineman. They'll get that left or that right shoulder, right shoulder pad to shoulder pad, and then just do that quick grab the the jersey by the numbers and then just that quick hook, and then Kiko would be out of the play. It's never called. No. Never called. It's so frustrating. And I have to sometimes wonder if they're just like, eh, we're not going to call that because it's like, not because it's Luke Keekler or the Panthers, but it's like, we just don't really call those kind of things, even though technically it's a hold. We well, just, and I think, too, it's like a Pandora, it could be a Pandora's box situation. Right. If you start calling it, then it's like, it's the hold, it's the old, like, holding could be called every yeah. play kind of thing. So but you then, only like, call the egregious stuff. But then if, like, I, and I'm not even cl- kidding because it got called on Brian Burns, if your fingers literally just swipe just slightly swipe the side of a quarterback's helmet yes. not even they wouldn't even know that they got touched they're calling a 15 yard automatic yeah. first down i always feel like and i would assume staffs are doing this like you can't hold a guy accountable for that penalty no like that's just that's just one of those hey hey man like try and keep the hands down i guess but yeah it, it's it's one of those just more unlucky than anything. I wish they would just kind of differentiate between okay, you grazed his helmet as you went by because you were going for the ball and he had the he had his arm up, yeah. and you were going for the ball. He released the ball and then you just sideswipe the helmet. No big deal. And then you have the other ones where it's like somebody comes in and they just slap the crap out of somebody's yep. head. And, and I think to me the, the in that case it should be a follow through. If they follow through, yeah, if they hit follow him in the head, through, yeah. then yeah. But like, if they, it's a passing glance, yeah, no. Not not at all. Um, so, anyways, sidetrack. So, first half we uh, basically first half we went four and three, and we had the bye. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, the Houston game was a standout from a defensive standpoint. Um, 
you know, the fact that the Panthers have gone four and one with Kyle Allen is pretty, I mean, pretty solid. You know, if he's, oh, yeah. Panthers will start 0 and 2 and then Cam Newton will be out, you'd have been like, oh, this oh, could be, this is going to be a bad year. Um, I just think the news today was pretty deflating. Well, that, um, and then on Mar- Mario Addison's, I yeah. think it's his little brother, yeah. passed away. It's very sad news. It's a weird spot to be in as a fan because I want the Panthers to win games and make the playoffs. Right. But I realistically do not sit there and compare the Panthers to other NFC teams and say, okay, if it's close in the fourth quarter, I trust Kyle Allen to go win the game. Right. Because Cam has a track record, especially in big games, of coming through and giving his team a a chance to win. Wait a minute. According to my dad, that's not right. Oh yeah, he didn't go after the fumble in the Super Bowl. Oh no, he didn't mention that. My dad just said he uh, he doesn't show up for big games. I was yeah. like, that's like the one kind of games he does show up yeah. for. So it, it's just I, I don't I don't trust Kyle Allen and his little Hobbit hands and his deep pass. So the last game of last of last season, I kind of saw it a little bit, and I just chalked it up to one game. One game. Yeah. But as he's played five more games, his deep ball, he he throws it very similar to the way Matt Ryan throws it, where he just throws it to the moon. Yeah. But Matt Ryan at least gets the distance on it. And he puts all his force into just chucking it up. And it just doesn't go out there. So almost every deep ball, I don't think I've seen him throw a single deep ball in stride. Everything the receiver has to wait on. Like, I think it was Jacksonville. He threw that really nice deep ball to DJ Moore. The only reason I say it was a really nice deep ball is because DJ Moore waited and then caught a very contested catch. Yeah. He Steve Smithed it. He, <laughs> he, he Steve Smithed it. it. Exactly. Um, I, uh, I just, it feels, the one thing I don't want from the season at this point is I don't want the 7-9, 8-8 finish. But my concern is that's exactly where they're going to finish. I think um, that is where they're going to finish. But the, here's my thing. the Panth- Marty Herney and the Panthers have such a good track record, though, of no matter where they have drafted in the first round, I trust Marty to find good talent in the first round. Because D'Angelo Williams was drafted, I think, 26 overall. Look at Brian Burns. Brian Burns <laughs> was 16th. Yeah. Thomas Davis was a... I think in the 20s, um, or maybe the teens. Uh, you had Star Latule, who was decent. I mean, that was Gettleman, but that was yeah. that was at 13. Um, you, we've also had, you know, uh, Ryan Khalil was a second-round pick. Yeah. So, with Marty I, Herney. Like, I will be extremely interested come draft time to see what the Panthers do. Yeah. Because I think it depends on where you're picking, what your feelings are about Cam and his injury. Yeah. Um. I, my personal take is the camp thing could be exciting. I think we could have an Andrew Luck situation and not so much the retire early type thing, but more the, he sat out. And then when he came back after sitting out a full year, I mean, cause great. I was about to say, and that, that's the thing too, that you had mentioned is like, yeah. uh, you know, like be out the whole year and everything. And I, I was thinking, you know, silver lining to it is that'd be an entire, uh, uh, not an entire year. Cause he, he played two regular season games, but yeah. That would be almost an entire year of Cam not getting hit, not getting twisted, contorted, thrown around, friggin' missile helmeted like he was all yeah. la 2017 or 2016. Like, 
just a whole year for that arm, that foot, that entire body to rest. Yeah. And that's kind of exciting to think. Well, and the other exciting thing for me is, and I texted you this, you got Cam Newton in a contract year. Yeah. Next year. Yeah. You know, his contract's up. He's going to be playing. He's going to be back and playing to show that he should get paid, whether it's by the Panthers or somebody else. And he should get, because basically he's got, he's got the type of quarterback he is. He's really got one big deal left. Yeah. And, um, you know, well, he's going to be I playing mean, for that I deal. I think the app, your, your non-Hall of Fame can play to their, in their 40s quarterback, yeah. he's in that same vein of that where you get two big-time $100 million yeah. contracts. You yeah. get one after your rookie deal, and then you get one just after your 30. Yeah. And he's in that kind of vein. Well, and, and I was talking about it with someone at work, is he's still a top 15 guy in the league oh yeah you know in terms of if you were ranking the halves of quarterbacks you would put him in the upper half of starting quarterbacks yeah and unless you're adam shine well don't mention that name him (laughs) him joe person colin cow and uh um oh god who's the other guy oh david newton I would, I would definitely. Dumbo Neefhard. I would take Person over both of those, but per, Person could put Paint to sleep. That man is. I, I don't know how he stays employed. He has. I don't, how does David Newton have a job? I don't know because ESPN doesn't care about the Panthers. It's yeah. a small market team. Um, Newton's so bad, so bad. Anyway, um, but enough about Cam. Uh, yes. No, I I think that. I'm assuming him going to Green Bay, they're going to say, shut him down. He needs surgery, and that's that. Um, it makes me in a weird spot because it's like if they win Tennessee this weekend, which they should if they're a good team, they should win this weekend, mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, do I think that they can go to Lambeau and beat Green Bay? Oh, No. In November. Okay. Then they play Atlanta the next week. Do I think they can beat Atlanta? Absolutely. So then you're at six and four. Do I think they can go to New Orleans and beat the Saints with the way the Panthers have played and with the way the Saints have played? No. You know, and, and it's one of those. It's very much looking like a seven, nine, eight, and eight. And then it's like, as a fan, I want to move on from Rivera at that point. But the thing about this Cam injury is, I could easily see a situation where now there's an excuse as to why they didn't make the playoffs. And I just really feel like it's time to, you know, crap or get off the pot with Rivera here. Either, I think it's one of two things. Rivera and Newton have been together for their entire time as a head coach and a starting quarterback. And I think there's no championships in that time. And it's a long enough stretch. Yeah. And I think you need to decide, okay, we need to move on from one. And I would rather move on from Rivera than Newton. But I don't know. I, I I just don't see the benefit in keeping Rivera if this team finishes outside the playoffs. I don't. No. I mean, because you're just, like, even if Cam was hurt, even if Cam was hurt, you have to look back at it from the sense of you've had two years where your star quarterback has been injured, and look how this team has handled the injury. Do you think that alone warrants keeping him? To me, no. Because... It was pretty obvious after the first game of this year that something wasn't right with Cam, and yet they still played him on a short week. And throughout that game, that kept playing him when it was still uh, – it got even more obvious that something was really wrong. 
And on top of that, you let a six and two record become an eight and eight season last year because, again, that naive optimism of oh we still got an outside chance no Ron there is no outside chance anymore to make the playoffs your star quarterback's arm is dead and you're still trying to put him out there just because he wants to play of course he wants to play he's always going to want to play I'm sure if you asked him today he'd probably say yeah I'd like to get out there and play he knows that he shouldn't now but still and I was just checking by the way The last time that the Panthers went to Green Bay in November was in 2008, and we won on four D'Angelo Williams touchdown runs. Um, And the the game-deciding touchdown was uh, set up by a ridiculous Steve Smith catch uh, where he kind of caught it. I wish Over this was head. visual so y'all could see Greg really straining here. I'm to trying to remember display it. This. Yeah, he caught it, ball on top of his head. I don't know how he even really kept sight of it. Caught on top of his head, and then he kind of like got twisted, and then he got twisted and rolled right at the one. And personally, I thought he got in, but they said no. And then the very next time, D'Angelo got in. It was fourth touchdown run uh, the day. He later tied that mark with four touchdown runs against the Giants on Sunday Night Football when we lost in overtime. Yeah, and now he just runs his mouth. So still love him. Still love him. I uh, my guy. No, I, I just I look at this schedule and like the thing that was getting me through the San Francisco game was like, all right, it's one bad game. You know, Cam's starting to get back in rehab and stuff. He'll be back. Maybe not Tennessee, but you know, for Green Bay. And now it's just like, oof, like. I don't think San Francisco game aside, Allen hasn't been bad by any means, but he's he's very much a backup quarterback, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's his role, right? And I just don't think the defense is good enough, quite frankly, against high-powered teams. Yeah. To go through and win games, you know, with your defense and running game, I think they can beat the bad teams like that. Like I think they. They should win this game because I think the defense will be able to handle Tennessee. I'd be shocked if Tennessee just tore up the Panthers' D. Um, but, you know, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers is starting. Seems like he's starting to get back into it. Seattle. Did you see his picked throw? Picked up Josh Gordon today. Did you see his throw on Sunday Night Football to um, the running back? Oh, yes. That was stupid. Yeah. I legitimately, I was watching that with Sarah, and I, I told Sarah, I was like, that's that's not real. He just threw, he was throwing that out of bounds. He did not th- mean to throw that perfectly to where only his running back, who was running full speed from like halfway across the end zone, could make an amazing diving catch in yeah. the corner. It was, it was, it was like a Madden type play, except in Madden, it probably, somehow the guy would have ended up 30 yards ahead. Yeah. It would have done some predetermined move either yeah. way um oh i forgot to mention the schedules in front of us i forgot yeah. to mention that game at indy too that's gonna be a tough one too yeah indianapolis is gonna be very tough so the the way that it looks and and i'll kind of give mine and i'll let you think yeah. about yours as, as we go through it so the next one tennessee i think we win i think we lose at green bay i think we win against atlanta i think we lose against new orleans win against washington i think we lose at atlanta and then I think we lose at home against Seattle, and then I think we lose at Indianapolis, and I think we finish with a win against New Orleans. 
So if I'm doing my math right, that is four more wins for a total of eight and eight. And and again, I completely agree with you. I think this team screams mediocre. I mean, to me, they do. I mean, we yeah. we lost. I mean, he's our star quarterback. And yeah. He's down. Yeah. Um, and the defense is good enough to carry it, in my opinion. Uh, the, so the the last time I felt, the last time I felt like man that we have like a real defense it's been so long since i felt that yeah, way because in 2015 i never felt that way i always Mm-mm. felt like the offense would get a big lead the defense would let the other team back in the game and cam would bail them out the defense in my opinion in 2015 was just a very opportunistic defense where it was like we got takeaways yeah we got a lot of takeaways in 2015 but we gave up a lot of yeah yards we, we did and we gave up that's a, what i'm saying like, yeah and we gave up it. a lot of points and stuff but they masked it by getting a lot of takeaways. But that's how the Saints won the Super Bowl in '09. That you could you could pass and run all over them, but they got a lot of takeaways. Um, so that's you know that that it's been a long time since I felt like we had a and a, a just a stout. De- I mean, like it's been since John Fox where I felt like we had just a strong was, defense. Was the defense pretty good in '13? 13, they were pretty good, weren't 20, they? 2013, we had a decent defense. We had 60 sacks, team record, uh, led the NFL. Yeah, because Cam wasn't quite Johnson. there yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. the 12, I think that season you could say the defense was we a had, huge part of the I was about to say, yeah, that, 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 I mean, the defense was why. that, And that's the year we had the huge turnaround. Yeah. Um, if you look at, um, I'm going to see if, it, if I can look back at that 2013 team. If it tells me... Um, Let's see here, 2013, yes. Uh, so you'll see here, like, we started off the year, that's back right in the midst of Carolina-Seattle rivalry that we had going on. Oh, that Buffalo uh, game. God. Yeah, that that yeah. was the year. We lost to Buffalo, we lost to Arizona. Um, but then the real turning point for us that year was after Arizona, we went and we played Minnesota, and we just beat the crap yeah, out of I mean, of if you look at these scores of other teams, I mean, they're all 20 or under. Yeah, I much. mean, we the the only loss that we had that was really bad was Buffalo, where E.J. Manuel beat us on a last-second well, touchdown. And Rivera throw. kicked a field goal deep in Buffalo territory when it was a three-point game already. And he kicked a field goal yeah. to make it six. Yeah. And to set, which is, math, like, mathematically, you don't do that. You... Did he kick the field goal or did we, did no, we he just kicked, punt? No, he kicked a field goal to get it, make it a six-point game. And then it just – it was something – it was deep in Buffalo territory and it was like fourth and short. Yeah, there was and, there was a minute and 30-some seconds left. Yeah. So, but either way, um, and that was when Josh Norman got torched by each – yeah, I really think like if you that San Francisco game, obviously the defense won that. That was the year we beat New England at home on Monday no, I th- Night Football. I think, I think you could say the defense was very good in twenty thirteen. Yeah, the defense was good. That now the I the reason I didn't have that full feeling though about it was just because early in the year that loss to Buffalo and then that loss to Arizona, they were just such bad losses. Yeah, that it was like. I still I don't have that strong memory of them being so good. Whereas like, you know, in two thousand three, in two thousand two, and two thousand three, 
in 05, in 08, it was like majority of the year, like from the beginning until later in the year, that defense was strong. Yeah. Um, been a while since I felt like we had like a defense that hit hard. Like, I mean, I know we have hard hits, but it's like there doesn't seem to be much nastiness on our defense anymore. Yeah, with Thomas Davis being gone, um, Keekly, you know, he can be good, but it's like, I don't know, Mike Minner being gone, it's it just doesn't seem like we have that nastiness that yeah. I miss. And like Steve I, Smith. I'm not trying to be negative about, you know, the season or anything like that. It's just the, the Newton news was a huge downer, and I just realistically look at the schedule and the team that's been on the field the first half. But who knows? Last year... And I don't think you you and I weren't being like, oh, they're going to go to the Super Bowl. Well, last year, for the first half of the season, we were feeling great. So, we're 6-2, you know? and we just beat the crap out of the number one defense in yeah. uh, the the league. So, I mean, it's one of those, obviously, things could turn around. Kyle Allen could bounce back and be great down the stretch. Yeah. And, I mean, I think if the only scenario where I would be comfortable getting rid of Cam via trade is if down the stretch, all of a sudden, Kyle Allen is playing really well, winning new games. If Kyle decide, Allen wins the Super Bowl, yeah, I'm comfortable. Well, what I was getting at was, not even that, but if he's really well doing, you know, going all this, and you say, okay, we don't know if we're going to re-sign Cam anyway. Mm-hmm. Let's trade him where we can get some picks for him. Yeah. Because Cam Newton will fetch, at minimum, multiple picks and at least one first round. Oh, with the, with the way that it is now, I'm sorry, yeah. I... If Amari Cooper's a number one pick, yeah. and I love Amari Cooper, I think yeah. he's a great wide receiver, but he's not Cam Newton. Yeah, and, and so that's what I was getting at is if Kyle Allen's great the second half of the season. If Jalen Ramsey is two first round picks, yeah, yes, Jalen Ramsey is probably the best cornerback in the NFL. This is a this is a franchise quarterback in right. the NFL, which is ten times harder to come by. Right, he's worth at least in two that first scenario. Like I said. I would be upset that they traded Cam, but I could also be like, you know what? Again, they had a guy who was great down the stretch. Cam's only got one year left on his deal. Maybe they just were like, let's let's get as much for him as we can. Right. You can be guaranteed if Cam played the Panthers, he would demolish them. No, it'd be yeah. very similar to Steve Smith. But like, oh, yeah. but like, ultimately, I would be upset, but then I could also be like, I get it. Yeah. It would also depend on who they trade to, because if they trade to a team that has a higher first-round pick, then they can use that pick on a quarterback. Too. Yeah. So it, it's kind of one of those like, you know. Hopefully th- it never happens. I'd hate. I don't even really yeah. want to think about it that much. Um, no, I, I don't either. Right. But like, it's something that is in the back of my mind for this season because, as a fan, I don't want to. This isn't like a fan of like the Dolphins or Jets where you go into the season knowing your team's going to be awful. It's, Honestly, it's so funny. Like with the Panthers, we're. We're such an up-and-down team. Like, I literally have no idea what to expect year to year. Yeah, no. I really don't. No. Because every year that we've done really well usually is kind of out of nowhere a little bit. Like, 2003, out of nowhere. 05, like, you could kind of see that maybe we're going to be good, but no, had no idea we'd be that good. 2008, it was like, oh, you know, D'Angelo and Jonathan Stewart might be good. Would have no idea that they would go on to become one of the greatest running back tandems in NFL history. And then, you know, 2013, that was out of nowhere. 2015 was completely out of nowhere. Especially with the, like, 13 was out of nowhere, and then 15 was another level. Because at no point in 13 did you think, oh, the Panthers are the best team in football. Like, right. like at no point no. was that in, in a thought. No. 
But at the, also, but, you never thought, oh yeah, the Panthers are gonna have sixty sacks this yeah, season, right? So it, it's, I mean, I'm I'm going into Sunday expecting to win, and yeah. it's just it's not so much an indictment of the Panthers as it is realistically your starting quarterback gets hurt, and you got such a brutal schedule, and you know maybe if Cam's in there healthy, it li- lifts everybody up and whatnot but you know there is something to be said about a guy who is a leader mean out yeah and it's just it's just hard to you know i I think one massively thing that's underrated about cam newton is i do think he's a teammates enjoy being with him and enjoy playing with him yeah and respond to him and it's it's one of those situations that it's really tough and it really kind of puts a little gray cloud and all that can be turned around honestly if they if they can win, it's just with how good the NFC is this year, it's so tough because the margin of error feels so small. Like it feels like it's crazy right. to say this, but it feels like they needed to win the Rams Bucks game. So that way they'd be seven and one right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, cause even six and two, I'm like, eh. like, it's just, it, it's insane how, you know, but I will say we saw last year, six and two team. Was completely terrible the second half. So, oh yeah, I mean it, it's now now we had we had a reason. Our star quarterback, I mean, was essentially on yeah yeah iron. yeah. But I'm but I'm yeah. saying it's 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 not improbable to think that you know the Vikings are all of a sudden bad. I mean they have Kirk Cousins because because so. the, the way it's looking right now is these are the division leaders: Saints, Packers, 49ers, Cowboys. These are the teams that are vying for the two wild card spots: Seahawks at six and two. Rams five and three, Vikings six and two, and then you have the Eagles and Cowboys are kind of one A one B. So really, we're behind three other teams right now for two spots, and we play one of those three teams. I don't think we play the Vikings this year. No, we no, we, we, we play don't play the, the Vikings. Yeah, we just play one team from the NFC North. We play the NFC West, and we play the Redskins from the NFC East. Um, so re, uh, I mean, realistically, the only shot we have at the playoffs is some pretty surprising wins. I, I would say we would have to, we'd have to win all division games, which would be yeah. pretty tough. And that maybe, right there, maybe could split with the Saints, but split. Okay. So let's say, say split with the Saints, go three and one there. So that would put us at seven and four. Um, then let's say we beat Indianapolis and Seattle. That'd be nine and four. And then you still have the Packers game, and then you still have Washington, Washington, and so Tennessee. so Washington and Tennessee. You should win those two. So that right there would put you at eleven and five. Yeah. So that would be games that I'm just not sure we win. I don't. I'm not sure we beat Atlanta twice. I'm not sure that we beat Indianapolis, Indianapolis, and I'm not necessarily sure we beat Seattle at home. Even though we have no reason to lose to Seattle at home, honestly, because Seattle is good, but they haven't shown me anything that makes me think that this is the Seattle of old where it's like, oh, they're good, good. They seem to be a team that's kind of almost making it up as they go a little bit. Well, and I always feel like Josh Gordon. I do think, too, when you have a West Coast versus East Coast game, the home team always has an advantage in whatever scenario yeah, it is. Yeah, So Obviously, the West Coast team had an advantage to it last time. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah. Um, 
I, I just, it's hard to look at this in an objective way. And think and, we have a good outlook. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I want to. I, I would love to be able to say, like, it would be hard to have that look even if Cam Newton's healthy. Oh, yeah. But, like, it, it's just. I would feel better about it, but yeah. it'd still be hard. Yeah. I'd, I'd feel like it could happen. Hell. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it could. I'd feel better. Like I'd put it a higher odds that it could happen. Yeah. The reality is the Panthers are going to have to beat a couple teams that they probably shouldn't. Right. And are going to have to win. They cannot drop a game to Tennessee, uh, Washington, Atlanta. Even though I agree with you, I think yeah. Atlanta will be a split because it just feels like it's always a split. Yeah. Those are four games they have to win. Yeah. Have to without a doubt. And then honestly, the to me the most realistic scenario is you win two of the other games and just hope that's enough. I was say and hope yeah. you get help. Real, I, the indie game to me is a, if I could pick, like let's say to get to eleven and five they can lose two more. If I could pick the two to lose, it would be indie because that won't affect like any sort of tiebreaker scenario. Right. And one of the New Orleans games because I think the Saints will get in anyway. Yeah. And I don't know if the Panthers will be able to catch the Saints in the division, so it's kind of one of those. Just we're, we're shooting. We're shooting at the, for the wild card, barring something crazy where all of a sudden New Orleans. Yeah. And and here's the other thing that that give that does give me a little bit of hope, and then we'll we'll wrap it up really quick. Yeah. Um, a lot of times you see teams that come out on fire early in the year. It's a long season. Things start to get figured out a little bit. Teams start to kind of get a blue get an idea of what you're doing, and then the second half of the season isn't quite so easy, isn't quite so strong as the first half of the season was, yeah. and vice versa. Some teams start off the year kind of. And then the second half of the year, all of a sudden, it's like they're a well, well-oiled machine, and yeah. it's like they're. I think you'd say into, about the Saints last year. Yeah, they're rolling into January, and they're just like playing the best football they've played yeah. in years. Um, I mean, look what happened with Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I thought for sure Kirk Cousins was looking to end up on a bench. Then all of a sudden, Kirk yeah. Cousins saves his career, honestly, in Minnesota over yeah. this past month. And, and I mean, you know, I, like I said, the Saints last year, who, you know, if we're realistic, the Saints probably should have been in the Super Bowl last year. But... I I will say this, I will I will say this if Roby Coleman plays the ball instead of hitting yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy, it's pick 6. Yeah. And they walk away yeah. with that win. And same and, and then at the same time, the Saints still blew a 13 well, point yeah, lead you, at home. I agree with you on and that. And they threw yeah. a pick in the yeah. end and they threw a pick in overtime. Yeah. But under like if they had today this year's rules, they probably win that game but. uh not based on the way the officials have been oh, doing yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, not that, they don't passing. they don't they don't care at all about that this whole idea of to me how you do the pass interference call for replay and i know it goes against how they do other replays and the clear and obvious uh-huh. you just analyze the call you basically if they challenge it the only purpose of the call being there is if you could see it going both ways, and it's like, hey, we're going to stick with the call. But most of the time when they're reviewing these pass interference penalties, blatant. they are so blatant. And it's so it's just so, what's the standard going to be? Is it something as obvious as the Rams Saints? Because that doesn't happen that often. Officials no. don't miss that that yeah. often. Like, it's to me, the challenge should be there for... I guess they're saying it has to be egregious like that, or they're not going to overturn it. It's just there have been some egregious ones that they didn't. Well, call that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I, I don't. I don't know. But anyways, so we'll we'll wrap it up really quick before yeah. we do. Um, hopefully, uh, we have club lit. Uh, oh yeah. This weekend with Kaylin Newton in yeah, town. Yeah. So uh, Cam Newton's younger brother 
is in the transfer portal. He's a quarterback, and uh, he's visiting Charlotte. Could be tomorrow, fun. So that would be something. That'd be wild. It's like I text you, a, a, a younger brother of a Panthers player is a Charlotte starting quarterback. What could go wrong? Well, I'll say this. Now, now to be fair, Kalen has Kalen z- is a zero red flags compared to zero, and yeah. Kevin Olson had Kalen all the red to, flags. As I say, Kalen looks to just be a hard worker, having my, fun. Once my objective concern football. is the Newton connection is obviously awesome. Yeah, but you know your quarterback at Howard, right? It's like, it's a much smaller school. It's like, like in term, it's, is it D two or three? Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. but think, either way, it's FCS. not D one. It's not D one. I think it's, it's FCS. Not, yeah, it's not so D one. So it would be D one if it's FCS. So, but, but who knows? Who knows? It, but I tell you what, I am. I would be excited about the idea of snapping up. It put Kay- butts with, in seats for a little bit. Yeah, I'd be excited about the idea of snap taking snaps with Kalen Newton in NCAA football twenty one next year. Yeah, God, I that will be a game. They could say this game is awful, and I'm like, I don't care. I don't Pre- care. Pre-order. I'm bringing it back. Pre order. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Loot boxes just to unlock a team. Do it. No, I uh, mean, uh, objectively, what'll be cool for me is like I'll be able to play with my school. Yeah. Which, the last NCAA football game was the year before Charlotte came in. And I was was so excited about buying NCAA 15, you know, because 14 was the last game. I was so excited because Charlotte was going to be in that game, and then... Ended it. That's why I always just had to create UNC Asheville's school. You would play a Charlotte now, I feel like. I probably would, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, take take them to uh, Rose Bowl. Take them to seven wins, be like, oh man. Woo! Woo, we're in the craft fight hunger bowl, baby. God, I would take any bowl at this point. Um... So, uh, and then we'll just kind of finish with this real quick. Really quick, congratulations to PJ Washington on a great start to your Hornet career. Buzz, buzz. Yeah, the, my only concern about that is I feel like there's always guys like in the NBA that just like the first few games are just like over the top ridiculous, and then massive cool off after that. Could you fucking not? <laughs> All right, thank you very much for listening. And uh... I saw a funny tweet. It was like about cam newton stuff it was like charlotte sports fans don't worry if you're down about cam newton the hornets only have 78 games <laughs> hey <laughs> or something you like know that. but they've been surprisingly competitive though for the for yeah. the most part like for for the roster that we have i've been surprised and they've played some good teams yeah i i just i don't i mean that roster no i'm not saying we're gonna win games yeah. i'm just saying i don't think it is going to be as ugly of a season in terms I, yeah. of uh, as we thought that it might be. I will say if I'm a head coach, I get that like you want to be a head coach and that's a dream and stuff. I would not take this job. Not comes. not well, it just I, I think it would just depend on the way the year goes. If it progresses and it looks like PJ actually is pretty good and maybe Terry Rogier turns out to be pretty good and Devontae Graham actually progresses well, you know, and then it's like, well, maybe there's something we can work with here, and then we get some more money, and Nick Batum's contract is getting close, so we can get rid of that. It's like, oh, there's, there's maybe some hope. But if the year goes on and PJ reverts back, like you just mentioned, and it's just like, eh, it was just a flash in the pan to start the year, Terry's super inefficient, Devontae Graham is, you know, hot and cold, hot and cold, then, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to want this job. Yeah. Yeah. I And so... It's you know it's like how Cupchat came out before the season and said you know we're gonna build through the draft and smart trades and it's like yeah because it's not a place free agents are gonna be clamoring to go to. Well, and and, and here's the thing, I I will say this, if you are not a if you don't have any high profile superstar players, the only way you're gonna get big draft picks money. Yeah. 
And if you are offering the same deal as somebody else and that other team is either in a bigger market or has another superstar there, who do you think you're going to choose? Yeah. Especially nowadays. No superstar wants to go it alone nowadays, it seems. They won't. No, because they can't. They can't. And that's what I was going to say. I think it's not so much, oh, they are too scared. I think it's realistically, they, you know, you, know you can't two. compete without, yeah. without it. So, um, so yeah, we're glad to be back and a little bit of a down day overall with the news camp, but still fun to come in. And yeah, no, absolutely. Again. And like, like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful that I'm not writing off the season by any means. It's just a weird spot to be in as a fan because yeah. it's like, I don't, my objective side of things is like, I don't expect anything. And that, that morphs into my fan side of things. But it's also not like oh throw away the season. It's a loss. right. If they were sitting right now at two and five, I'd be like, hey. I'd be like, yeah, I think this, this, no matter what the specialist says, they need to shut down. Cam. Yeah, shut down camp. Right. This season's lost. Right. Where you know, like you said, if the specialist comes out and says, hey, it should be good with another month, then it's like, okay, maybe we wait and see because if this they is go three and one. Yeah. Now they're seven and four. It's like, okay, maybe we this can get is back honestly and... almost like a worst case scenario of it didn't progress. Well, we're sitting in that kind of limbo of right at the edge of making the playoffs or not. Yeah. And it's just there. It's the most difficult of decisions. I don't want the Robert Griffin situation that happened in Washington. Mm, yeah. Where it was like, okay, might be okay. And then he plays and he's, he's ruined. Go out there fella. Yeah. With basically no knee. Yeah. And he's um, ruined. I mean, it ruined his career. They better hope that it's not what happened to Mahomes. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, we're back. That's my bandwagon team if the Panthers don't make the playoffs. The Chiefs. Yeah, because they're just fun. Yeah, they they're, are fun they're, to watch. They're fun. Um, so we're back. Thanks for listening. As always, this is Greg signing off. I'm Vince. Remember, take care of your Lafrizzle. I think that's how you pronounce it. No, it's Les <laughs> I love you, Cam. Please be okay. And keep buzzing. Nice. Commit to Charlotte, Kaylin. Yeah.